When you retire, you may get a chance to go to football heaven. This is football heaven. Hey guys, welcome to The Mission. I'm your host, Jameer Howerton. And once again, just so honored to be joined by you guys. And as always, we have a great show for you. Today, I am reporting inside the rare book room of the RPC, where the hall houses over 40 million documents and 6 million photos. And today, we get a chance to catch up with Super Bowl 37 champion. And he's a second year finalist for this year's 2022 class of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But this is a great thing. He knows all the lyrics to Hamilton. <laughs> Welcome to the Mission, Rondé Barber. Rondé, how you doing? How are you, Jameer? That's uh, uh, over the weekend, we were having a Hamilton sing-off. That's part of the reason my, my throat is a little sore. <laughs> tell you something i watch hamilton at least once a month and i don't know about your jam but my jam is i'm looking for a minor that is so you know all the lyrics i know all the lyrics start to start to finish it was one of those things when it came out my daughters had it on repeat for a year so whenever we got in the car we were singing it and you just you almost you can't help but know it you know can't help but know it and every time i watch it i pick up something new and i mean the guy's genius to write everything like when i first watched when i first saw it i was like wait a minute hold on everything is like lyrical like it's all like hip-hop like oh wow this is great it's great it's, it's beautifully done man you know uh Lin-Manuel, yeah, he's, he's one of the guys in, my, in the world that I'd love to meet someday, you know? <laughs> you never met him. Uh, but one, one of these days, it's, wow. uh, there's, there's so many good tracks on that deal and they're all meaningful, right? They all, some of them have relevance, uh, you know, in 2022, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I love uh, 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 Wait For It in the middle of that song. It's yes. uh, in the middle of that album, that first track, it's, it's pretty good. It is, it is. Well, sir, Congratulations once again of being named to the finalists for this year's class. I have to ask you, you know, when you receive the text, when you receive the phone calls, what does it mean to be a part of this year's finalist class for the for the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, I think I think, you know, Jameer, just, uh, you know, to be recognized amongst your peers as uh, and one of the guys that could get a gold jacket. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, having been a semifinalist for five years in a row, uh, all years of my eligibility, uh, you know, being able to take a, a next step um, always feels good. You, know, you feel like you're that one step closer. I know this can sometimes be a process, uh, which sucks to be honest with you, but <laughs> it, 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 it kind of is what it is. But um, I, I know there's, there's, this is a very exclusive hall. Um, you know, there's very few people, you consider the number of guys that have played this game that play it every year. Um, uh, and to be at this stage uh, of, uh, of end, end of career recognition, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still pretty honored and humbled by that. So uh, I, I'll, I'll take it when it comes. Hopefully it's this year. Uh, but I, but I, uh, uh, I, I love being part of this conversation. Well, we thank you for allowing you, you to give us our time because we know it's a process and, uh, you know, being blessed to work for two historical franchises, the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns, and you're in that locker room and growing up in the equipment room and then making my transition to player development, then making my transition as a sideline reporter, you're a part of a team. And I see you guys, you guys are working hard and 
ultra competitive guys, alpha males. So yeah, I, so I thank you. We thank you here at the Hall of Fame. And you know, one of your colleagues, Pro Football Hall of Famer John Lynch, gave you an, a, a great shout out during his ring ceremony this year. And you were in the suite. What did it mean to you to hear him say, like, "Hey, there's a guy, you know, up there in, in, in the suite, and your time is coming." Yeah, John is—he's um, a great friend. He always—he was one of my favorite teammates. And we were in, we shared obviously shared a room in uh, a meeting room or whatnot, but we became great off the field as well. Um, <clears throat> and you know my my career somewhat mirrored John's career in Tampa, uh, so I think he appreciates uh, what I had to go through to be even become uh, first of all a starter, and then you know have a long career, and then uh, having uh, accomplished a lot, you know finally getting recognition at the end of my career. And then uh, to go through this process, I mean, if there's one thing that John has taught me and, um, uh, and uh, really learned just from watching his experiences is that, you know, patience is legitimately a virtue. Uh, and it's one that you have to approach um, <clears throat> with it is because you can't be upset when you don't get into the Hall of Fame, right? It's one of those things where, you know, you might have that, that initial sense of uh, uh, disappointment or even anger to, to some degree. Um, but, you know, your time comes. If you're at this point, your time will come. And that's one of the things I think John understands uh, because he thinks I'm a Hall of Famer. Um, we've, we've had conversations about it. Um, he understands what I did. He saw the work that I put in day in and day out. Um, and he saw me turn into a guy that didn't play one game, only played one game his rookie year you know, to not missing a game for 15 years and becoming an all pro and a pro bowl player, a super bowl champion. Uh, he, he's, he, he knows what the, the, the resume looks like and what my DNA is made out of. You know, and it, 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 again, humbles me and it, it makes me proud that he thinks that I'm a hall of famer. So love John Lynch. He's the best guy in the world. Well, Rondé, before we jump in and talk about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because the last time we caught up, Tom Brady actually had just signed yeah. to the Bucs. And we talked the, the what if scenario. But yes. before we jump into that, hey, man, what do you have going on? What are some of the things that you are, are currently working on that, you know, fans can get involved? Well, the biggest thing really is this behind me. This, uh, I don't know if you see this flag, this Falspar championship flag behind me. Uh, we're run by, uh, our tournament is run by a 501c3 called Copperhead Charities. Well, <clears throat> this year, I assumed general chairmanship of Copperhead Charities, so I'm helping put on you know, a great event in the, in the Bay Area, and uh, that, that's really taking up a lot of my time, <laughs> but it's a good thing. You know, we give uh, around $2 million plus million dollars to charity every year. Our tournament has a 13 to $14 million economic impact, you know, to, to our area, and uh, that, that's, that's really what I'm involved in. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a labor of love, um, but, but, it, but it's, a, it's a very rewarding labor too, uh, because we get to host an event. You know, we get to um, have the greatest uh, golfers in the world come play one of our, our courses in the area. And then all of our charity dollars go to local, local, local organizations. Um, it's, it's been a pretty fun ride there. So that's, 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 that's what I'm doing. Uh, other than going to see my daughters at school, you know, I'm an empty nester now, <laughs> so I'm spending, spending a lot of time traveling uh, to see them, um, but it, it's, uh, the life is, is pretty, pretty streamlined right now. It's, it's fun. 
now I understand your two daughters, one's at uh, University of Chicago, and then the yep. other one's at Roman Mary, yep. uh, lacrosse players. Yep, exactly. Wow. The, the youngest one's a lacrosse player. Uh, and uh, she, her freshman season starts uh, in the spring, in uh, late February. So I'll be excited to, to, to see her evolution right? from high school player, all American to college. Just yeah, you can do. Uh, but we're, we're definitely excited, proud of them. Uh, we love both of our girls. They're, they're thriving so far. So uh, can't wait to continue to watch that. Now, how is that, Rhonda? Are you a, kind of a hands-off coach or are you on the sideline? Oh, oh, okay. Hands off. Hands if I, off. If I get involved, it, 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 I, I imagine she would hate me. <laughs> um, you know, I, obviously, uh, my, my youngest, my, my the athlete of the two, she, uh, she's very similar to me, has very similar demeanor. Um, she can be aggressive, uh, which I like, uh, but she's a very cerebral, smart player. Um, so I just kind of, I just kind of follow and, and appreciate and, uh, and it's her thing, right? It's not my thing. So it's not our thing. Me and Claudia, it's not our thing. It's her thing. Um, and it's, 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 it's nice now to watch as my mom watched me and, you know, get that sense of, you know, really pride, you know, uh, to just to, 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 to watch her succeed. So I can't wait for it. You know, she got four years of college to do it and, after that, she'll be on to something else, but these next four years are going to be a good ride. That's awesome. That's awesome. And Rondé, the NFL just completed a 17-game season. What are your thoughts on how they were able to get a lot of work accomplished on the field? Yeah, and an 18-week schedule, 17 games in there for, for all these teams. It's, it was pretty, pretty impressive. Obviously, there were some hiccups towards the end of the year. Um, uh, as the, 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 the new, newest variant started to, to take over the world, but, um, it was very impressive. You know, I, I, I was, uh, I was going into, into our facility every week cause I, I've been a tiered level employee, uh, just because I do, I do some, um, <clears throat> um, some digital stuff with the bucks every week, uh, after their game. So, but, but to watch the, the process and the, and the players follow the protocols and the testing, uh, um, um, it, it, you can tell that they're serious, right? The, I remember last year thinking because it was such a, a big variable, you know, the team that best managed was going to give themselves the best opportunity to win the Super Bowl. And last year, the Bucs did a great job of, of managing the COVID and the protocols. Uh, and they've only, they only got better doing it this year. Um, uh, it, 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 some of it was unavoidable because you're going to see family, you're going to see friends. Uh, the restrictions were, were eased a little bit across the country, um, but it, it had to be tough. I can't imagine living in times that these players have to go through. I mean, not only in this sport, but other sports. Um, but um, I, th I think they everybody made the right decisions. I think we followed it the correct way. Um, you know, even though the impact felt large, felt like a lot of guys were getting COVID, especially the last month of the season, um, you know, being able to, to manage it uh, at the end, I, th I thought I thought was done really well, and all the games got done. It, it, it could not have been easy. Well, Rondé, I'm surrounded by greatness. Right above me, right here, is Tom Brady's draft card. Uh, we had lost a great giant <laughs> last year. I know I can't wait to hear some of the stories you have of him. But right <laughs> above me are the 1925 Chicago Bears photo. But going back to this draft card right here, Tom Brady, how impressed have you been with him as he led your Buccaneers to the Super Bowl? And now 
another uh, playoff run yeah. um, coming up. You know, he's the league MVP, if you ask me. I mean, I'm, I may be somewhat biased because I get to, I get to watch all of it every single week. Um, but guy that leads the league in passing passing yardage and touchdowns at age 44. Um, you know, this is an offense that, you know, they far they far they throw the ball far more frequently than any team in the league, and they do it because they can. You know, it's it's not as if you know, everybody says, oh, they should have be more balanced and run the football. Well they have a guy that can, that can manage throwing the ball 40 times a game at 44 years old. It's, it's remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable what he's able to do. And uh, it's a, it's been nice to see him uh, you know, deal with some adversity as well. You know, we've lost a bunch of receivers this year for a multitude of different reasons, injury um, and, and whatnot, but he has remained steady and steadfast and really is the playoffs come have come near his greatness has even accelerated more. And so I, I'm, I'm just always impressed with, with what he's been able to do. It's, it's, it's a team that's really, it's really led by his greatness. And to me, that's, that, that screams, you know, most valuable player. Another veteran quarterback on the other side of the ball where the Tampa Bay's will face him um, and Matt Stafford. Um, mm -hmm. He's surrounded by some weapons. You know, Todd Bowles' uh, defense being challenged this coming week. What are your thoughts on that being yeah. a, a, a general in that backfield as you once were? Yeah, Matthew Stafford is is remarkable as well. I mean, you, you watch that game last week and you, and you said, man, that's his first playoff win. This guy's got, this guy's got a billion yards. It seems like, uh, you know, he's thrown, thrown. Uh, well, there's another stat that I that I I should have I guess assumed. Uh, the two the two biggest receiving yardage seasons in NFL history, Calvin Johnson and Cooper Cup, were both quarterbacked by Matthew Stafford. Um, so just it shows how how phenomenal of a football player he, he continues to be uh, in his new home. And and look, I remember thinking at the beginning of the year. Um, if any team was going to challenge, obviously Green Bay is in this conversation too, but if any team was going to challenge the Bucks this year, it was going to be the Rams. Uh, and uh, the way the season started, I assumed that the Bucks would be in LA at some point to in a, in a playoff game. Well, as circumstances worked out, it, it flip-flopped. Bucks win at the end of the season, become the number two seed. And now the Rams have to come here. Uh, this is going to be a great game. Um, you know, uh, Todd Bowles' defense last year, at the end of the season was probably playing better than any defense in the league. And it helped propel them to, to a Super Bowl. It really did. Their last six games, I'd say, um, everything worked perfectly on defense and then accumulated in the Super Bowl where they dominated the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, that defense hasn't been the same this year, but towards the end of the season, they've gotten healthy. Shaq Barrett's coming back. Uh, came back last week. JPP came back last week. Levante David came back last week. All those guys were hurt through the run-in. They haven't really had a consistent secondary in terms of players' availability. That seemed to solidify itself a little bit last week, too. And that's the challenge. That's where the game's going to be decided. Uh, your ability to stop the best receiver in football this year, Cooper Cup, uh, and get to Matthew Stafford and hopefully make them make mistakes. And then they have a chance. Uh, because I, I tell you, Odell Beckham this year, I was, you know, is Odell done? You know, I was asking those questions when he was in Cleveland. And now that he comes to the Rams and you see what his product, how his production is starting to tick up, they're, they're tough. And, and, and they, if they want to run the ball, they can. They showed that last week. I, I can't wait to watch this game. This is, this is going to be the most exciting one of the weekend for me.
Absolutely. Um, I mentioned earlier, last year, unfortunately, we lost a giant yep. in the NFL, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer, head coach, John Madden. Um, I, I can only imagine, as I, I was walking in and I looked at John Lynch's locker, because we have lockers on display, and he had his all Madden, you know, leather jacket. And, um, you know, from talking to the guys, um, just learning how yeah being a pro bowler is one thing and it's okay being all pro that's cool and all of course ultimately we want to win the super bowl but if yeah. you're not on the all madden team there's a problem there's a problem and it was just like wow i didn't know that so like learning but i just would love to get your take because you know when i look back at you know me and my colleague were talking about super bowl 30 37 defense god i mean it's like those were all ironmen those were yeah. all you know madden guys so talk yeah. about that yeah john madden was a legend um <clears throat> one of the gentle giants of the of the of the nfl um obviously i wasn't around when he was coaching <laughs> you know i didn't i wasn't privy uh to his genius as a as a coach um but i've obviously read up on him and, and understand who he is and had the opportunity to, to, to play games that he called and meet with him. And he was one of those guys that you're truly um, um, overly impressed with when you, when you meet him. Because his football knowledge, his understanding of the game, his ability to make it entertaining at the same time, um, th those, those things are, 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 are you know, bedrocks of how today's consumer you know, enjoys football, pro football. Uh, and it's because of, because of the, that man. I remember <clears throat> my um, fourth year or so working for Fox, uh, I had an opportunity to go to lunch with him uh, because my producer and director worked for him uh, back in the day. <clears throat> and spending about two and a half, three hours with, with John Madden, talking ball, talking history of ball, talking the future of, of football, um, you know, talking about his take and, you know, his his uh his opinions of how I played when I was playing that was it was is an indelible memory I'll never forget it you know you have great moments in life that was probably one of my greatest moments uh in football type moments uh being able to spend time with with the, with the legend uh so his passing was um uh, it, it's 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 it, it allows us to appreciate and respect how great he was at everything he did uh and then uh uh, honored to have known him, to be honest. Now, Rodney, I have to ask you, were you um, into video games? Did you really like look at your ratings? <laughs> were you happy with your ratings? Did you, did you take an issue with that? Or you were like, hey, that it, it is what it is. Yeah, I was, uh, <clears throat> I think I was a little bit too uh, old for the uh, fanaticism of uh, Madden. Uh, you know, nowadays these, these guys live and die by it, you know. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I never really played. I never really played okay. uh, played video game uh, when I was little. <clears throat> but you know, I was playing Techno Bowl. You know, I was playing those games. Right. Yeah, those were, that was my jam. Yeah, that's uh, our generation. Yeah, yeah, right. That's us. Exactly. But the, the, the new Madden, the new Madden lore. You know, the years in, years out. Uh, that hit right, probably in the middle of my career, and uh, uh, I was never, never really into it. But I cared what my rating was. I know I know it got higher as I got older, so I, I, I appreciated it. Guys, I'm so honored to be joined by the class of 2022 finalist, Mr. Rondé Barber. As we're on our path to Canton, Ohio, Rondé, let's have some fun, man. You know, we always have our top five list. 
And before I let you go, man, I got to get, I got to get, I got to get some top fives out of you. I need to know your top five football moments. Oh, wow. Um, Overall, I would say uh, top five. Number one, well, yeah, I'll say number one. Number one, clearly, uh, the the interception FC Championship game in 2002, Philly. Uh, and, And really, um, because I had a great game that game too. I, I think I recorded a stat in, in every statistical category on defense, sack, fumble, you know, tackle for loss, interception, touchdown. Um, it was one of those epic type games. And then that play made it my best moment. Uh, the next would be um, probably my first interception uh, in, in college football. It was, you know, because I was redshirted in 1993. My first year playing, I started my first game at Florida State, which was intimidating as heck. And uh, I got an interception in that game. And in that season, that that 94 season, I led the nation in interceptions. And so, you know, I remember the first one. I remember the one that got me, you know, on my on my roll. Um, next one moment um uh probably my 20th sack if i'm being uh you know just selfish in these moments um because at that at that point mike tomlin was my defensive back coach he had come in the year prior and it challenged me to you know hit that number you know you know there's nobody that's your position that has 20 sacks i was like i didn't know that i wasn't paying attention to that mike and then in carolina uh i forget what year it was now but in carolina i got the 20th sack and it was a sense of accomplishment and all my teammates celebrated it with me. Um, so it was, so it was, so it was fantastic Four top five, four, um, um, top five, probably the next one would be getting, um, uh, getting the, having, starting my first game, uh, in 1998, um, cause it, you know, not playing the year before, uh, and then I went into, I think it was a week five game. Uh, who was it against? I can't remember who it was against. And the guy in front of me got hurt. And Herm Edwards came in and said, hey, Rhonda, you're starting this week. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh, it may have been against Chicago. But either way, it was, uh, it was one of those moments. You're like, you're starter in the NFL. You know, and that, you know, those, those, those memories never, never fade. Because it, 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 look back at it now. It's one of those things that set you on your path, right? Uh, and then uh, f- fifth moment, um, 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 probably getting drafted by Tampa, you know, because that, that's got to be a top five moment. Um, you know, I was uh, All-American in, co- in college, All-ACC, all three years that I played. Um, and you just never know. You just never know where you're going to be. And I remember my draft year, Tiki got drafted. My brother got drafted. 30 picks ahead of me. He got drafted six pick of the second round. And I was sitting there waiting. 30 picks is a long time. When your twins already off the board, it's a long time, Jameer. I was like, is this ever going to happen? And then uh, Tony Dungey called me, said, we're going to pick you with the, the, the 66 pick here. You, are you ready to be a Buccaneer? And, you know, just, you know, tears, tears won't, can't explain that, the, the happiness, right? Uh, so I'll never forget that moment. I got to celebrate it with my family and friends who were all, all there with us. And um, it's a football moment for sure. Man, getting goosebumps thinking about that. Um, <laughs> top five favorite players growing up. 
Name name me all five um, all five uh, Redskin stars during the eighties. <laughs> That's it. Riggins, Clark, Daryl Green. 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 Uh, yeah, all those guys. Uh, but but honestly, um, I was a Redskins fan, so I I, I knew all those guys. Um, Walter Payton. You know, you know, everybody wanted to be sweetness. You know, he was just the guy. I mean, it was, there was nothing about it. And interestingly, my top five list probably doesn't even have a quarterback on it growing up because I was just never really infatuated with, with quarterbacks. I was infatuated with, with Daryl Green was definitely top five. Um, Lawrence Taylor, definitely a top five. You know, he's just, just a dominating type of, 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 of person. There was nobody better than him at what he did. Um, who else? Uh, you know who we really liked? And I, I, people probably don't even like, really? Thurman Thomas, you know? We really liked Thurman Thomas. He was just one of those guys. He was a guy that was gritty, grounded out, do the tough work, play in terrible conditions and still dominate. Um, and uh, let's see, well, you know, I, I play, ended up playing against him at the end, end of my career, but Jerry Rice, you know? He's, he's a top fiver for me. Um, you know, he's, he's, I'm just outside of his peer group. So I was able to watch him grow, you know, growing up, uh, but then getting to play against him at the very end of his career, the begin, kind of the beginning of my career was, was, was pretty surreal. Wow. All right. Let rounding out the last top five list. I got to ask you about your toughest opponents. Yeah. Um, toughest easily because I played him so often was uh, uh, through the middle of my career with Steve Smith. He was a pain in the butt, man. Yeah. He's just, he was a guy that made us do things different on, on defense. Cause he was such a tough competitor. And, you know, if you got in one-on-one situations, they just stand up and throw them the football and you're sitting out there one-on-one having to go make a tackle. He was just, he was tough. Um, Randy Moss, um, Randy Moss's first game of his career was against Tampa. I wasn't starting that game, but he had a, a day and we played him a number of times when we were still in the NFC North, trying to deal with Randy Moss for three years and that division was not fun. Um, of his competitors, uh, Brett Favre couldn't beat him. You know, couldn't beat him, <laughs> it was plain and simple. It, 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 one or two times that we did, it was, it felt like, you know, all accomplishments. Uh, because uh, he was he was just that good. Um, <clears throat> for me personally, one of my top five list is Chris Carter. Chris Carter taught me uh, find, trying to find ways to stop Chris Carter made me a better football player. At the end of the day, he was he was a guy. That I figured if I could find a way to play him in the slot and play him outside, uh, that I was gonna you know every, everybody else kind of paled in comparison to him. Uh, and who else do you think? Um, another competitor. Um, God, let me think. Uh, blanking on a good one here. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of somebody good here, Jameer, because there were, there was guys that just, like, that I played week in and week out. Um, well, you know, you know, you know, another one, um, and another re uh, receiver, uh, was, uh, was Roddy White in Atlanta. We, I had battles with Roddy White. Uh, a lot of them, um, uh, good and bad. <laughs> I think we respect each other much better, more now than we did at the time. Um, but he was he was a tough competitor, and he got really good when he had Michael Vick, and he got really really good when he had Matt Ryan at quarterback. Um, so just I played him twice a year. So those were my biggest my biggest battles.
It's funny. I thought, you know, and, and, and I know, you know, cornerback and you're going against receivers, but you kind of tweener at times where you'll line up and come and lay some wood like a linebacker. Yeah. And I yeah. thought you were going to have your brother on that list. <laughs> <laughs> How challenging was that? You know, like when you did face your brother to know that you're like, Damn, yeah. I have to lay. Ah, oh, come yeah. on, Tiki. Individually, Tiki wasn't a tough cha- challenge for me as as a as a team. Yes, I remember in two thousand two we went to the when we went to the Super Bowl. They were playing in San Francisco in the uh, in the in the uh, divisional round, and we were watching that game. Um, I'm sorry, no, it was a wild card. It was a wild card game. They played in a wild card game. We were going to have to play them if they won in the in the divisional round. And we were trying to figure out, watching us watching how we were going to deal with Tiki. That was when Tiki was hitting his stride. Like, that was when he was good Tiki. And then they had Jeremy Shockey. They had Monty Toomer. They had some good players. And we're like, who's going to be able to match up with Tiki when they do all this empty backfield stuff? And I was like, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to think about that until I have to. And thankfully, we didn't. We ended up playing. San Francisco came back and beat them. We ended up playing San Francisco. But, but individually, um, I mean, I got the better of him. I won three of our five matchups. Uh, I think he won the last one. I think he'll claim that. Um, but I, but I, <laughs> I won the majority of them. Um, but it was, you know, I, did I like it? it no, not really. Um, but I, 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 I did appreciate getting ready to play him because um, I was a guy uh, in the room when Monty is talking about the Giants listening to them give Tiki all his superlatives. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool, right? You're looking at the scouting report, you're talking about how good your brother is. Um, that's, uh, that, was, that was always pretty fun. Um, but no, he wasn't a tough competitor for me. Okay. Tony oh. Gonzalez, Tony, having to cover Tony Gonzalez at times, that was tough. Playing, okay. Being that versatile guy, you know, and uh, Monty or Shiano at the end of my career is like, hey, you gotta go, you, you have to match up on Tony Gonzalez in this one, in this one defense. I'm like, me? <laughs> I'm five nine and a half. <laughs> While we're on the family ties, um, I have to ask you this because I read where Bruce Aaron's head coach of Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is like family to you. Yeah, and he actually roomed and he was teammate with your dad. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Now, 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 I just want to understand that because I remember reading a story about um, Coach Aaron's. He he was the first white player to room with yes. a black player yes it, that was your dad yes in in, in, dad? in in blacksburg yeah um <clears throat> now on the football team <clears throat> there may have been others at the school but on the football team yes they were the first and uh and we growing up we had uh, you know just legendary stories told to us about uncle bruce <laughs> I'm like it was bruce arians right uh, but then, you know, later in life, I reconnected with Bruce when he was on Tomlin's staff in Pittsburgh. And then we started telling stories about, you know, uh, my mom and, and dad and him and Chris uh, back in back in Blacksburg, back in college. And it was really cool to hear some of the stories from a different perspective. Uh, and then obviously we, we, he, he, he's been like family uh, the whole time. But ever since then, since we reconnected when I was an adult, um, you know, learn to appreciate, you know, what they went through and h- how they were as friends and teammates and uh, uh, just the, the, all four of them throughout those years and then losing touch, him losing touch and me losing touch with my dad for, 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 for a very long time. Um, it, it was, it, it was, 
a different perspective. And I've always appreciated Bruce for being always candid about things. I mean, he's candid with everything, you know, it's not like he mints his words or holds back. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he, he, he gave me a lot of insight uh, into understanding, you know, my mom and dad's relationship back then. And um, so I, I've always appreciated him. Always, I love him like a, like a, like, like he is family. Um, I call him unk still. He calls me nephew when I see him. Uh, it just is what it is. Uh, and it's, and it's very ironic and, and very kind of fortunate for me because it's given me a lot of access that he ended up in Tampa being a head coach. That's amazing. That's amazing. I had a chance to work with him when he was at the, when, when he, when he was um, coaching at the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Back then he used to wear the chocolate, uh, uh, Kango cap. And I used to be like, yo, coach is real cool. And I really didn't know, you know, his flavor yeah. and his rhythm and his, yeah. his, but he would come by me all the time. What's up little brother? How you doing? Yeah. My man? I'm like, yo, like, yeah. he sounds like my uncle Willie. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's his product. That's a product of where he grew up. Right. <laughs> that's right. a product right. of where he grew up in Pennsylvania. Right. You know, it's not like he didn't grow up privileged. <laughs> he grew up, he grew up with some guys now. Wow. 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 Well, Rondé, I am so appreciative for you giving us time. And just lastly, before we let you go, man, if you are named to this year's class, just overall, what would that mean to you and your family? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, getting a yellow jacket, um, a gold jacket. It would just, it's an exclamation point. Um, you know, it's a, it's a final recognition uh, and a belief that uh, everything that you did is, is, uh, is appreciated. Uh, I understand that guys wait a long time for it. You know, you know, John Lynch waited a long time. Roy Butler has waited a long time, right? And retired very beginning of my career. He's waited a long time. Um, <clears throat> it, it's not the end all, obviously, because there's a lot of great players um, that will not get in uh, that probably deserve to get in. But if I do, um, it'll give me time to reflect and appreciate my, my journey. Um, at the end of the day, that's all you got. I mean, we lived it. You know, you always wish you could tack, tack on more to your resume, but you can't. You know, my resume was 1997 to 2012. I think it's a pretty dang good resume, and I, I, I hope that it's enough to get into the Hall of Fame. And when it is, I'll be able to look back at those those 16 years and say, did I ever think I would be here? No, but here I am. So one of these days, hopefully it's this year, I'll, I'll get I'll get a chance to say that. Tampa Bay Buccaneers legend, Mr. Rodney Barber. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate your time for joining us right here on The Mission. Thank you, Jameer.